Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing else you could do outside, so you might as well come to God's house. And, amen. Lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Our prayers are for those traveling today and sick and working and all these things. Amen. But it's thankful. We're thankful to have a full house of people. Amen. We're about to have a new church here real soon. Have so much room. It's unbelievable. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It's so good to have the Equals here with us. God bless them. Thank y'all for being here. Amen. Praise God. My friend Charles Segrist, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Amen. Praise God. He's kin to all the Segrists from North Little Rock. I don't know if he would want me saying that or not. No. Great people. Great. Some of my good friends I grew up with. Amen. If you got your Bible, turn on Psalms 119. Read a few different verses and then we're going to get into the Word of God and hope hope you're going to help me today. Amen. I appreciate uh, all these wonderful singers and musicians do such a wonderful job. The Sunday school teachers, amen, doing a great job. Amen. God's been good to this church. I'm trying to figure out what his plans are. So many great things he's brought together. And uh, I'll try to figure it out, but I've decided I'll just let him figure it out. Amen. We'll just, we'll just go day by day and let the Lord order our footsteps and open up the right doors and do the right things. But I feel like God's wanting to save this city. Amen. A lot of historical things in Pentecost have happened in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Amen. Brother, um, the shoe makes grandpa for the Kilgore got the Holy Ghost here in Hot Springs. At a, there was a woman preaching a tent revival. And about a hundred preachers got the Holy Ghost. They didn't have anywhere to baptize them but one little pond with a bunch of snakes in it. When they walked down into the water, the snakes came out of the water. Praise God. And it was in this city that about a hundred years ago that Trinitarians decided they were mad at the oneness and wanted to start their own deal. It happened in this city. Great things happened in Malvern, Arkansas. God's had his hand on this area for a long, long time. Wouldn't it be awesome to see God do a miraculous revival in the last days and, and touch people everywhere? Man, I'm excited about it. Well, I didn't come to give you a history lesson. I come to preach the Word of God. Psalms 119 and 9. The Bible said, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Man, the question mark. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. 
Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. He said, thy word, everybody say thy word. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. I hope you don't let it go in one ear out the other. But I hope somewhere you retain the word of God. Skip on down the same chapter to the 105th verse. Psalms 119 and 105. The Bible said thy word. Everybody say thy word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. He said I have sworn and I will perform it. That I will keep thy righteous judgments. Amen. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. I want to preach what the Lord laid upon my heart yesterday morning when I come into this place. Simply, we need the word. Hallelujah. Can you set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord? All across the house, let's ask God to help us today. Come on, prayer warriors, pray that a great anointing would come in this place. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you reach over? It's appropriate. Join up with somebody. Let's pray together right now. God, we need your help. We need your strength. We need your word, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, G. Come on. Do you want the word today? Anybody hungry for the word today? Anybody thirsty for the things of God? Hallelujah. Come on in a way of worship. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Everybody say, we need the word. Amen. I, I, we may need this message is what we may need. Amen. We need the Word of God in 2024 like we have never needed it before. Hallelujah. I don't even know where to start. Amen. Amen. It seemed like church has evolved into let's make the best music program we can and turn it up as loud as we can. And then the preacher starts preaching and he's so quiet. The sound man's turned him down so low you can't even hear him. I'm thinking they didn't need that song. They needed that word right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Might cut this out later. Who knows? I want to remember where I'm at right now. I'm at the beginning. Amen. I went to a building dedication Friday and the music was roaring. They was rocking and dancing and jumping. The preacher started preaching and I, I couldn't hear nothing he said. I got this trick, I hold my nose and blow air, pop my ears, and I thought, well, is it me? I can't hear nothing. Amen. If anything's going to be loud and clear, don't shut the preacher off. 
Turn it up when the preacher starts preaching. We need the word of God in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let me preach a little while. Amen. The reading today begins with a question. Amen. A pregunta. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Amen. I love it when the word of God asks you questions. You know why? Because it's not like they need an answer. (laughs) They already know the answer. They're trying to get you to think about something. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? This psalm doesn't specifically say that it is a psalm of David, but if you begin to study, every Jewish historian says this was David writing this psalm. And so more than likely, David is not a young man at this point. He's probably an older man. He's probably king. He's probably got a few knots on his head, a few scars to go along with it. And so obviously he begins inspired of God, but also out of wisdom and out of knowledge. Amen. Let me tell you, there's no replacement for Y-E-A-R-S. Amen. Years and time will teach you some things like nothing else will teach you. Amen. That's why when somebody older stops you and says, hey, let me tell you something. You ought to just be all ears for a minute. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I... I love it when people tell me things, uh, amen, so I don't have to trip. So I don't have to mess up my family and my life. And Well, I don't, it may not get any better than this, uh, amen. But at this point, David was an old man, and he, he's saying, how, how, how can you keep a young man? And how can you make a young man cleanse his ways? And How do you keep a young person uh, going the right direction. You know, how, how do you keep a young man from making mistakes and a young girl from making mistakes that they'll regret the rest of their life? And how do you keep young people from defiling themselves and, amen, and keeping their path? He was talking about keeping their path pure. How, how do you do that? And then he begins to answer his own question. He says, you got to get the word of God. said, if a young man will pay attention to the word of God, his life will be a whole lot easier. If a young woman will put her cell phone up, not scroll on Facebook, but listen when the preaching's going on, it'll help them make it through life without a lot of regrets. Hallelujah. Can I preach a little while? Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. I just want to tell you, it's going to take more than Friday night Uno. It's going to take more Friday night skate night to help young people be pure and clean. It's going to take the word of God down deep in there. Can somebody say we need the word? Say it again. We need the word. It's going to take more than just hearing the word because you can't be a hearer only but you got to be a doer of the word but you can't be a doer of the word unless you love the word and you can't be a lover of it unless you believe in it so at some point 
You got to get it in your spirit. I want it. I need it. I love it. There ought to be some older people clapping your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word will teach a young man to repent of his sins, to be baptized in Jesus' name, and keep praying till you get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't care how long it takes you, just keep on praying. I- Praise God, boy, I feel holy. Talking to Sister Trish, she said, took me seven years to get the Holy Ghost. Praise God, some people give up after seven minutes. I don't care if it takes seven years. Just keep on plowing. Keep on searching. Keep on repenting. Pastor, keep knocking on the door. Keep giving them Bible studies. Repeat it over and over. It may take seven years. Without the word, you can't keep on, though. The word will teach a young man holiness. How to keep his hands to himself. Amen. Kind of quiet all of a sudden. Amen. The word of God will teach a young man. How to avoid traps. The word of God will show you what a trap looks like. It'll show you what she talks. I mean, it talks like. The word of God will teach you where to walk and not to walk. Who to follow and who not to follow. The word of God will keep a young man's path here. Come on, somebody love the Lord together. The word of God will teach a young man and a young lady separation. There's a reason we separate from this world. It's not because we think we're better than anybody else. But it's the word of God. The word of God said don't give your daughters to them to be their Don't give your sons to them to be their husbands. Why? Why does it matter? Whether we become unequally yoked together with unbelievers or not, let me tell you why. Because God said if you do it, you're going to be serving their gods. You know what God's priority is? He wants you in heaven. He wants you to walk streets of gold. He wants you living in a mansion. And in order to do that, you've got to separate from some things. Hallelujah. I just read this yesterday and it upset me. Deuteronomy 28 and 41, it said, Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. I thought, not here. I believe this Bible was given to us for our learning, for an example. If they lost their babies, we don't have to lose our babies. We can pray a hedge around them. We can put the word in them. We can teach them. They don't have to be a statistic. Hallelujah. That's why young people in the world, I'll just say a lot of churches. Amen. 
The reason they get 18 and they go do whatever they want to do and leave the church is because they never got the word inside of them. They never got a love for it. They never got the truth in their spirit. Well, come on, we're about to change gears in a minute. Y'all going to get with me? Hallelujah. Instead of the word in them, they got... They got the love of the world in them. Come on, mom and daddy, if it's all right for them to listen to whatever they want to listen to, watch whatever they want to watch. They're going to fall in love with that. And they won't fall in love with this. And you won't get to enjoy them. They'll bring heartache to you. They'll bring hurt to you. They'll bring disappointment to you. We got to... We got to get it in their heart. I believe this Thursday we're starting a young people's Bible study at my house. Amen. Praise God. I, 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 want, them to, I want them to feel comfortable talking to me. I want them to know I care about them. I want them to know I love them. But I want them to know I'm going to stand for truth too. I want them to know if they mess up, I'm still going to love them. But I'm going to yank them up and put them back on track too. Hey man, when I see them going the wrong way, I want them to know I'm going to snatch them up and pull them back. How, How can you keep a young man's life and ways and path pure? Put the word in them. Why would you hand your kid an iPad when the preacher starts preaching? You're trying to put Disney in their spirit. I'm trying to put the word in their spirit. I'm trying to teach them Jesus. Who cares about Mickey Mouse? Hallelujah. We're about to change gears. The same word. Everybody say the same word. That'll cleanse a young man. Cleanse an old man too. The same word that'll get a hold of a young man and straighten him out is the same word that'll get a hold of a middle-aged man and an old man and a young woman. I love the word of God. I said I love the word of God. I, I thank God for everybody in our world that does all kinds of stuff to help people. Amen. I thank God for mental health advisors. I thank God for rehabilitation services. I thank God for shelters. I thank God for the Jackson House that gives people a brown paper bag with a sandwich in it every day. Praise God. Thank God for counselors that try to help people. Amen. But let me just go ahead and tell you, anything that people do for people is temporary. I said anything that people do for people is temporary. It's not a permanent. We need the word of God is what we need. We need the word of God to shake us, 
to purify us, to turn us upside down if it has to. We need the word. I can prove it to you. The lame man that was sitting in front of the gate of the temple was looking for something temporary. Jingling-a-ling. I just want a nickel where I can get a bologna sandwich. Well, thank, the God, thank God for everybody that buys bologna for people. Amen. But if you think you're helping them long term, that's baloney. <laughs> Amen. He, he was looking for something temporary. But he ran into some preachers. Preachers ain't real good at temporary fixes. They called my phone every day. Hey, do y'all help people pay electric bill? I said, well, if I did, I would pay somebody's in the churches. I said, I ain't got the money to pay people's house payment, but if I did, I'd be paying somebody in the church's house payment. Somebody sitting on the pew trying with all the, that's who I, if I could, click. I'm sorry. Amen. This ain't Calvary Bank. Amen. This is Calvary Pentecostal Church. This is where we give the word of God. Amen. Amen. Everybody say we need the word. Those preachers that day, they had the word. They had a permanent fix for that man. Silver and gold have I none. I've said that a bunch of times. But such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ. Get up and walk. Go get your own job. Amen. He got up and started leaping and jumping and running. Hey, God wants to take care of you permanently. Come on. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. Hallelujah. Amen. But our world don't need a temporary fix. They need the word of God. The greatest thing you could ever give them is a Bible study. Amen. Don't I love the cute little thing. If you teach a man to fish or, or whatever, give him a fish or whatever. Amen. He'll be asking for another one tomorrow. Amen. Teach him how to tie a knot and cast. You ain't got to worry about him anymore. Praise God. Teach people how to work, make a living, pay the tithes, and God keeps giving it back. Press down, shaking together, running over, good measure. Hey, we're not into temporary fixes around here. We're into permanent fixes. Amen. But we got to have the word. Everybody said we got to have the word. People in trials, they need the word. Amen. People that come from dysfunctional homes, man, they need the word. Amen. Praise God. Your, our words it just ain't going to fix stuff. I mean, you may put a Band-Aid on them and say, we, we love you. It's going to be good and blah, blah, blah. Amen. There's people with real scars that need a real fix. And the real fix comes from the word of God. The word of God said, I'll be an ever-present help. In the time of trouble. Amen. When somebody gets the word of God down deep in their spirit, 
They know they don't have to have affirmation from humanity. But when you walk to an altar and lift up your hands, you feel a big hand reaching back down. You won't need affirmation anymore. You'll feel the word begin to work in your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. There. Telling those people with all kinds of problems come from all, every walk of life, every family type. I think what stirred me up, I, I'd been praying and God's kind of dealing with me about this. And, and don't tell nobody, but every now and then I go to Burger King. And, and I was at Burger King yesterday trying to eat a Whopper real fast. And, and, this, uh, and, and I heard this lady in the back, I don't know if she's a manager or cook or what she is, but she was talking to somebody else. And she said, yeah, uh, we like to drink, uh, but we do it as a family. <laughs> you see, yeah, it's family time. <laughs> and she said, we drink, we play cards, and, and then when we get a buzz, we, we start changing the rules. And, and they were laughing. I was thinking... I'm glad I had a mama that when it was Sunday morning, she said, we're about to have family time. See that car right there? You get in it. We're about to go to church. You're about to sit down and listen to the word of God preached. You're about to get something in your spirit. Amen. You know what it did? It got down inside of me. It got, I didn't even want it in me, and it got in me. It got in me so deep when I wanted to be bad, I couldn't be bad because I was too scared. The Lord was coming back. Amen. Everybody else drunk, having fun, and I'm sitting there praying. A bunch of drunk friends, and I'm at, I'm at the bonfire praying under my breath trying to smile, act like I'm having fun and I'm the most miserable person in the field because I know God's got his hand on me. I, I got too much word in me. Hey man, hey, if you put this word in them, if you raise them how you're supposed to raise them. Hallelujah. I gotta preach, help me Jesus. Amos would describe in the last days a famine. Not a famine of bread. Not a famine of water. But a famine of the hearing of the word of God. It don't take much discernment to get online and watch churches and realize where the priority is. The Bible said it would be a famine of the word of God. And because of this, he said people would go from sea to sea. Looking for a word of God. Praise God. Amen. It ain't time to look at your God. I wonder when it's going to get finished. When the word of God begins, you ought to put your... Watch in your pocket. I need it. We need the word of God. If anything's going to change us,
It's going to be the Word of God. It's time to quit trying to figure out how to appeal to people's flesh. Well, we can grow the church if it's if people are more, you know, if it's more appealing to them. If you're appealing to people's flesh, that's the reason they're there. It's not a church. It's sight and sound. It's it's entertainment moral based. I don't want moral based entertainment. I want to be changed. I want the sword of the word to catch some things out of my life if it needs to. Amen. I want the word. Man, it's already been read. Why is the word so important? This is what God said in Isaiah. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Praise God. God's saying when it's my word... It ain't going to come back void. But it's going to accomplish that which I please. Hallelujah. He said, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I'm going to tell you, if you can just get God's word in people. They may try to go backwards, but they're going to be the most miserable person. (laughs) Amen. I'm not preaching somebody else's story. I'm preaching my story. With the word of God inside of me, trying to live for the world. You're talking about miserable. Let's get the word in people. This week, Kyle Buchanan did one Bible study with a friend. From work. Praise God. Praise the Lord. This is just a few things I know about. The Darren Motes did a Bible study with a Chinese man in Fort Worth, Texas. (laughs) Hallelujah. Impromptu. Landon Yancey. Robbie Jeffrey on did a Bible study with the Yancey family. Praise God. Brother Aaron Robertson did a Bible study with the Silva family every day at lunch this week. Hallelujah. Then he went to a retirement home and taught the gospel to eight residents, amen, that are about that far from eternity. Brother Gede went to Levi Towers and taught 10 people the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are you going to do when you get the word inside of you? I'd taken the guys from work. We was working on churches lunchtime. I took them to eat Mexican food at Los Mayas. I was sitting there in the booth behind me. The Bible study started. And this guy was talking about revelation and everything else. And I thought, I am not leaving here until I get up and wreck this whole Bible study. I got finished with my refried beans, paid my bill, got up and turned around. I said, what about Acts 2.38? Woo! 
What is that? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, now the self-proclaimed prophet didn't like it very well. But the guy that was receiving the Bible said, he said, well, thank you, sir. I said, go home and read it and don't stop till you get it. Uh, Don't believe anybody else. Uh, Believe what the man with the keys to the kingdom said. Hey, his word won't come back void. It'll, it'll be successful. Hallelujah. I encourage everybody every year, read your Bible through if you can. At the end of the year, I have a big uh, banquet. Matter of fact, we just had the big banquet at my house. The house was packed with people. Brother Philip Sutter was, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Cooking some of those honey glazed salmon chicken something with asparagus and whatever help me Jesus I didn't mean to get you all off track right there (laughs) why you go through all that trouble because I want the word in everybody amen it takes 80 hours to read the Bible amen a lot of y'all work 80 hours a week Hallelujah, and ain't got time to read the Bible. Amen. Divide it up, do it. If you get one thing out of it. If you get... You're going to get more than one thing. What if all you got was this? I'll never leave you, nor forsake you all. But I'll go with you even to the end of the world. What if all you got was one thing? With one scripture, you can make a liar out of the devil. And the devil says, you're all alone. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. You're just. No, I read my Bible. I got the word in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I got to preach what I come to preach about. The Bible says, thy word. Everybody say thy word. Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A light unto my path. In other words, the Word of God will shine a light in the direction. If you get the Word in you, there won't be any confusion about which way to go. The only problem will be making it go. The confused people just ain't got the word in them. But the word, it will be, it will be a light unto your path. Why would you need a light? Because the world is dark. Everything around us is utter darkness. It's sin. It's But the word, the word, 
the word ain't like the world. It has contrast. It's different. And when you read through the word of God, you won't have to call me very much. You'll know what to do then. You, you won't need a second opinion. You won't have to get on the internet and Google it. The word will be a light. You know what? Somebody's talking about me. Should I go ahead and beat them up? Well, the reason you're asking is because you don't know the word. Well, it may not get any better than this. I'm not sure. It might. Who knows? Amen. The light, it's contrast. And it's easy to walk in a contrast path. Praise the Lord. Once you get it, it's obvious. This is what I need to do. This is the way I need to go. Amen. And then the Bible said, I'm kind of flipping them backwards, but the word is a lamp unto my, everybody say my feet. Not only does the word show you where you need to go, but it also, let me get out here. Oh, y'all see my feet. It also shows you where you're at. Oh, yeah. See, people, they get all fired up about when you tell them this is where we're going. Well, hang on. Let me preach a little while. The word has like a twofold ministry going on at the same time. It's showing us future tense, what direction we need to be going. But it's also opening up and letting us think about where we're at. Well, I'm going to do an example, okay? I'm going to give y'all an example like I'm going to preach a a 90-second message inside of a message, okay? This has never been done. Don't try this at home. When Jacob gathered all of his children together, when it should have been a moment of great blessings, the end of his life, it gets awkward really fast. He says, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity. And the excellency of power. Reuben, you're the man. You're the firstborn. Then he says, but you're as unstable as water. And you're not going to excel. Now they didn't have a written word. It was was kind of one of those oral words. (laughs) I begin to think about Reuben. I'm on a 90-second message inside of another message, so don't get hung up on the inside. Remember all that. Reuben was the brother. When all the other brothers said, let's kill Joseph, this little 
punk of a kid that thinks he's daddy's favorite, got a coat of many colors, scoundrels, dreaming things like we're going to bow down to him. And all the other brothers said, let's kill this sorry joker. And Reuben was the one that said, let's, let's throw him in a pit instead of kill him. And if you keep reading, you understand why he said, let's throw him in a pit because Reuben had a plan. When all y'all go down the road, I'm going to sneak back over because I can't do this to my brother. I'm going to drag him up out of there. I'm going to sneak him back to daddy's house. Reuben had a good heart. Reuben was a good man. But somehow Reuben couldn't control his flesh because he got an eye for one of his daddy's concubines one time named Bilhah. And I can't tell you what his whole life was, but I can just assume that one day he was doing really good. And the next day he was upside down. He's got it sure is quiet in here right now. And daddy looked at his life. Good heart, good man, whatever. Reuben, you're as unstable as water. I might just look this way and preach a while. And he said, because you're unstable, you will never excel. Boy, what a lesson. You know what water has to do? It has to be confined or it'll just spill out everywhere. I could drill a hole in this water bottle and guess what it's going to do? It's gonna... If I thump it, you know what it's going to do? It's gonna... If the wind blows on the ocean, guess what happens? Guess what the moon does to water? It pulls back the tide, makes it go, and then it goes. It's moved about with every wind of doctrine. Water, water has no strength in it. It's just weak. It's pushed around. and It has no form. Water can't say, I'm going to. You're not moving me. Jack looked at Reuben. This man, I know he had a good heart. I read it to him. Or I told it to him. He wanted to save his brother. He was a merciful man. A good man. But he was unstable. I mean, what, what was the word? Well... The word was telling him, Reuben, this is who you are. This was, a, this was a lamp unto his feet. Along with a light unto your path. Reuben, you're not going to make it where you want to go. Being unstable. Reuben, if you want... The blessing. He was the first born. He was supposed to have the double portion. Well, I feel like people are really thinking right now. He was the God that it was promised. You will get the double portion. You're supposed to be the most blessed one. And he never got nothing. The word. I can't take that kind of preaching. 
Let me tell you what the word does. There, there ought to be two things going on in everybody's mind when the word's going forth. Looking at your feet. Is he describing me or, or, or am I lined up? And another thing, you ought to be hiding it in your heart thinking that's the path. I, I don't. I don't know how well this is going to go, but we're going to go. At the same time, the word is telling Reuben, you, you can't be like that. This is the path you're going to have to go. You got to get stable, Reuben. But at the same time, it's shining light on his feet. We ought to be honest enough to... Does it help to put on a facade and act? If your feet are lined up, praise God. If they ain't lined up, don't act like. Seem like when it's altar call, it's the facade people that are hanging out in the back like. Well, I feel like preaching. And the ones that are probably lined up are coming up to make sure. God, shine a little brighter right now. Open up my understanding, God, if that's me. If it's me, God, open it up. Let me see it. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I'm, I'm about to preach now for just a few minutes. Hallelujah. Amen. I could preach the message. Don't be like Reuben. How y'all like that title? Don't be a Reuben. And if I preached it, there ought to be two things going on. You ought to be. Is he talking about me? And you also ought to be saying, you know what? I'm not going to go down Reuben's path. See, the word of God's for everybody. It don't matter what the subject is. If I'm preaching about holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. I don't care if you look like an Amish. You ought to be doing this. Is he talking about me? And I want to make sure that I stay on... You won't get anything out of the word of God if you're always trying to figure out who it's for. It's not for anybody but you. It's for you. Amen. What, where am I at? Where am I going? Where am I at? What am I going? Can I say it like this? What is my present? And what is my future? Have you noticed? The Word of God is all about the present and the future. I may have already preached too long. Some people don't understand the Word of God. Some people think the Word of God is attacking them. It's not attacking it. It's a lie. 
Praise God. Everybody came out of something. Can I just say it again? Everybody came out of something. Everybody struggled with something. Everybody got delivered of something. God pulled everybody out of the miry clay. You're, it may have been different than your kind of clay, but God brought every one of us out. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the word shines on your present and the word shines on your future. But you don't understand that the word never highlights where you came from. Why? Give me five minutes. Anybody give me five minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20. I think I can get it done now. Why would the word need to shine on a dead man? If the word of God, what, what would be the purpose if a man has been crucified in repentance, who's had his sins washed away in Jesus' name, baptism, and he rose in newness alive when he got the Holy Ghost, why would the word of God need to shine a light on your past? And I'm going to tell you, it ain't. The word of God never looks backwards. The word of God always looks forward. And it, hang on. And this is where it gets kind of tight sometimes. When I began to preach, and it's a subject that you came out of. The devil tries to confuse people and tell them he, he knows what you did and so he's just taking the opportunity to really run. Can I make a liar out of the devil? The, the word of God was never created for looking backwards. The word of God was created to show you where you're at and where you're going. And if the word of God begins to get up on where you were at before. This is how you ought to treat it. And, and the reason I'm preaching this. First of all, the Lord told me to preach this. But second of all. It's like I can feel it when I get on certain subjects. That it begins to tighten up. Like I'm trying to pick on somebody. Well, that comes from the misunderstanding that you're the only one that's ever been through that. The Word of God is a light. And if I'm preaching about... Maybe I'm preaching to Reuben. If I go to preaching about perversion and you've dealt with it in the past, don't you... Hunker down on me. You know what you ought to do? You ought to get a tambourine. 
once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my, he wrote my name in love, and he wrote my name above. Hallelujah. Can I help somebody? Can I help somebody today? If you've ever sat through preaching and you get all stoved up and beat down because the preaching is about what you came out of, you misunderstand the word. The word don't convict people that's repented. The word is to show you don't ever go down that road again. Don't walk down that lane again. This is the way we're going. We need it. Seen it. You should see my vantage point sometimes. You know, I think it's a trick of the devil to try to almost like make, restrict me. Like if you say anything about something, you're, you're going to hurt something. I thought, devil, you're a liar. Praise God. And I I have, well, I'm I'm already in it. Might as well just step on in it. Hallelujah. I I preach to these young people. Amen. I'm going to your first wedding. I'm going to preach it. And I'm going to run the aisles with you. I'm not preaching a second one. Amen. Go to JP or whatever. Amen. But no, just work it out. And you know what I felt whenever I've, I've helped these young people and I, and I tell them marriage is for life. You know what? I have felt resistance from the crowd. And I thought, well, you're going to offend somebody because I'm not trying to offend anybody. You, you know who ought to be shouting right now? You know who ought to be backing me up right now? Somebody who's made a mistake in their life. Somebody that's been through two or three or four or five. You ought to be thanking God. God had mercy on you. That God pulled you through in spite of it all. The word is never intended to hurt somebody. Never intended to beat somebody down. The word was always intended with love to show you. Stand together with me. I don't know how much more. Can I read just a scripture though? Can I read a scripture? The Bible said there is therefore now no condemnation there's no condemning to those that are in Christ Jesus Uh, hang on let me read the rest of it though who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit tell you if you're living for God with all your heart I began to stomp all over your little whatever. 
You shouldn't allow that to condemn you or make you, lock you down, tighten you up. You know what you ought to do? Thank God there's, the word of God is still going forth. Still showing us the right way. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, in 90 seconds and I'm done. For real. There's a point in my life I wasn't doing exactly like I should have done. Wasn't going the right direction I should have been going. Listening to a lot of voices I shouldn't have listened to. But every now and then, I would go down there to that big church. And I'd sit down. Heart messed up. Mind messed up. So messed up. So messed up. And I'd sit down and I'd listen to that pastor preach. Brother, he didn't cut slack on nobody. With love. He would. And in that condition, you know what I felt when he did that? I felt comfort. Somebody. I knew there was at least one man that was still preaching the word. I always knew. Down deep in my spirit, I knew if one of these days I'm going to get right. And when I do get right, that's where I'm going to be. Not the one that was across town letting them, their flesh drive the bus. But I was going to sit on that pew where that guy was going to shine the light. So I know where me and my babies needed to be walking. And why don't, why don't we lift our hands to the Lord together right where we're at. I, I'm not going to make you come down here today. Why not? First time in 11 years. Just stay right where you're at and just, if your family's with you, get a hold of them. Grab their hand. Won't you talk, talk to Jesus for a little while? Come on, if we ever needed the Word of God, it is right now. If we ever needed God, if we ever needed a clear sound, right now if we ever need to lead our family in the truth it's right now come on come on pray God give us the word God give us the word God don't let us wander aimlessly don't let us be confused. Come on, pray with your family. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. There's safety. Safety.
in a multitude. <laughs> Come on, God, let your word be a lamp. God, let your word show me where I'm at. Let your word show me the direction. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, let's have a little prayer meeting right now. Come on, if you don't have any family, adopt somebody real fast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you say, God, give me your word. I submit to it. Come on, I'm not going to run from it. Oh, I'm going to live it, God. Never. Come on, let the Holy Ghost help you. Come on, the way. <laughs> Come on, just surrender to God. God, it's your word. Not my opinions. Your word. Not what I think. What your word says. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. <laughs> the way your word wants me to live. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Yes, Lord. To love. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time as a prayer to the Lord. Come on, come on, why don't you sing it to the Lord? This is your prayer. God, I want to live.